You are listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 121. You're talking about putting your fuck parts in my head where my brain lives. You know, in nature, only a handful of creatures mate for life. But isn't that like cheating? We can't do this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Why not? The safety word is banana. It is so refreshing to be with someone who likes to fuck outside the box. This is the Touch of Flavor podcast. Dating and relationship advice by kinksters for kinksters. Join us as we tackle BDSM, sex, non-monogamy, and how to build extraordinary relationships in an ordinary world. And now your hosts, Cassie and Rigel. All right, folks, so we, we've actually got a much shorter episode for you today. You know, occasionally we wind up doing short lives, like short videos for people. And, and typically the shorter ones we don't bring over to the podcast just because we know that most of our listeners are used to listening to stuff that is a bit longer. longer. And, and obviously, you know, well, we all like kind of get used to patterns in our podcast episodes. But occasionally we do something shorter that is just so powerful and touches so many people that it would be wrong not to bring it over to you because we know that not everybody who listens to the podcast watches the videos mm-hmm. that we do. And we're going to hop just in a second over to this and it's talking about what to do when you're in a situation where you've been in a relationship for years and all of a sudden you've been in a monogamous relationship and then all of a sudden somebody realizes that they're not monogamous. And at that point, what do you do and what are your options? Okay. And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But before we do, I know we wanted to do a bit of a host chat, a bit of an update here. Yeah. So it's like getting nice out. It is like super sunshiny and feeling like not dreary out, which is amazing. It is nice, especially with COVID. And I have to say, like for me with COVID, and we're still quarantining pretty hardcore folks. None of us are vaccinated or anything. Well, none of us are vaccinated, but also none of us have had COVID yet. Mm -hmm. We have the ability to still be pretty careful. And we have a lot of pre-existing health conditions in the house. Like we have an infant, you have a compromised immune system, Mm -hmm. man cup has asthma, and I have some inflammatory reactive lung thing from a really bad thing of bronchitis a few years ago that comes back every time I get a lung infection. So we're being pretty careful, but, and even with COVID, I was definitely missing people, but like before it got cold, it was okay. Like I wasn't feeling super stir crazy since it's been cold. Yeah. Well, we were doing some things like seeing people like very socially distanced outside. We were getting out and doing a lot of like hiking hiking, and climbing and yeah, all the things. And then like winter happened, it got cold and we've just been like in the house. And none of us like the cold either. No. So it just feels super awesome for it to be like feeling warm and getting into like spring and really just being there. Today we took a a bit of a hike. We went and took uh, the little lion out for a walk. And Amanda and, you know, we should, Amanda's here, Amanda's here working with us full time now. We should, um, we wound up hiring her full time. We'd hired her part time a long time ago, but well back when little lion was born, born, because you were on maternity Mm -hmm. leave-ish, I guess as all maternity leave is from your own business. And so we brought her on part-time, but she's on full-time now. I really do want to do, 
at some point here like an episode on what is it like to have your whole poly family working on the same business. I feel like that'd be a great. I do too. We've had folks actually ask some questions like how we handle things and stuff like that. And I think that would be an awesome episode. We should invite Amanda back. Everyone always enjoys when she comes on anyway. Folks, if you're listening to this and you have questions around that, because that is going to be an episode here shortly, go to touchflow.com forward slash contact and share your questions. Uh, we'd be curious to hear it. But yeah, so we, we were able to go on a hike. And Little Lion's huge and she wants to hike now and she wants to walk around. She's walking. And she wants to dance. Yes. Oh my gosh. Can I do it? Can okay. I do the thing? Okay. Hold on. Let me, let me get Are you going to explain this before or after you after, do it? After I do it. Okay. Hold on. 30 second dance party. I'm not going to let that run to our 30 seconds to our podcast listeners who can't it's hear. It's fine. It's fine. So we got these little buttons that are 30 second dance parties and the little lion freaking loves them. So 30 second dance party is really like 15 minutes of dance party. She just keeps clicking it. So the first time we handed it to her, she was like, she clicked it. And so she's learning how to After dance. The first time she clicked it and jumped. Yeah. She's like, oh. And then she was like, oh my gosh, this is the most fascinating, awesome thing ever. So she has been pressing the 30 second dance party over and over again and wiggling herself and dancing. So it's really amazing to just. I'm really surprised how durable they are. Yeah. And how long the batteries last. Yeah. And so if you feel like you need a 30 second dance party, like at your desk, they're good. They're we'll awesome. Put the link in the show notes. They're show notes amazing. Touchflavor.com forward slash one two one. They are surprisingly. We got these as presents. Event swag. We got these as event swag for a training event that we did. They are surprisingly awesome. Even and if you're not one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're, they're they're super adorable. If you are one and like to throw things on the floor, if you're one, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Yeah, definitely. We have an 18 and older only policy that it's impossible to enforce. <laughs> so, but yeah, definitely. We'll put the link in the show notes. They're pretty awesome. Do you have anything else, Cassie? No, I think that that about covers it for right now. And we'll talk about putting together that podcast. And let's dive into this really important topic. All right, but before we do. 30 second dance party. <laughs> Hello, hello, everybody. So I just wanted to hop in here and have a conversation that I have with people a lot, like at least two to three times a week. And I want to talk about when you're monogamous and your partner has discovered that they're polyamorous, what do you do next? We've talked about polyamorous relationships a lot before, but I wanted to make this specifically for the monogamous person. And I just wanted to simplify this way down. This is a conversation I have like two to three times a week with people. So let, let's just be clear on what we're talking about. What we're talking about is a situation where you and your partner went into a relationship. You went into this as a monogamous relationship. And now it's months or years later and your partner's discovered they're non-monogamous. And when I say discovered they're non-monogamous, I don't mean that they were like, hey, it would be fun to open up our relationship. I mean, your partner's been like, hey, I'm non-monogamous. I need to be non-monogamous or I'm going to be unhappy. Like, this has to change. And if you're in that spot, that position, that you're there. 
your partners had that conversation with you. This isn't like a, this would be cool. It's a, I need this. And now you are at the standstill. And when you're in the spot, what do you do? And I just wanted to keep this as simple as possible. And here's the thing. I want to start with just saying and acknowledging that this is a crappy situation to be in. It isn't fair. It doesn't feel good. It isn't great. Like, it sucks to be in the situation where you went into a relationship, you've invested time and energy and building into this relationship with the idea that it's operating under this set of rules, and now those have changed. And I want to acknowledge that first, because that is absolutely true. But if you're here now, no matter how much it sucked, now you have to do something. So what is it that you do? And I'm going to keep this just really simple because so often we overcomplicate simple situations and then we lose the answer in the weeds and we get stuck. And it's really simple. If you are in this situation, there are three and only three options that you have. Option one is to break up. Option two is to just sit on the situation until stuff builds and either the non-monogamous person winds up cheating, which just to be clear is completely inexcusable, or they don't cheat, but the unhappiness and the resentment builds until somebody, either you or them can't stand it and stuff hits breaking point and, and something explodes. And the last option is you now do everything that you can, you commit to doing everything that you can to try and make the relationship work before you give up on it. Those are the only three options that you have at this point. And here's the thing, like I said, this is short, this is simple. Here's the thing with this. There isn't a wrong option. Like you went into this relationship with, again, an idea and agreement that it was operating a certain way. Now it's not like there is not a wrong option here. I don't think there's like a morally wrong option. I don't think if you don't want to be in this relationship, that's like morally wrong or something wrong with you. This is not the relationship that you signed up for. But while there is not a morally wrong option, there is the most harmful option. And the most harmful option is to sit on this and not make that decision intentionally, right? Because then what happens is we might have been that second scenario of just waiting until something explodes and that tends to cause the most damage. And we let life happen to us instead of actually making an intentional decision about where we want to go. So the only really thing you can do at this point that is, is incorrect, I would say, is to not make a decision and to let things explode. But other than that, there isn't like a right or wrong option, but it's important to make that decision intentionally. And like I said, there's only those three options. Break up, didn't wait till stuff explodes, or decide that you are committing to doing everything that you can to now make this relationship work for both of you, by the way, before giving up. And here's what I can tell you with this. And like I said, I have literally two to three of these conversations just a week with people. And I can tell you that for the folks who choose that third option, there is almost always a path forward. 
you know, I typically tell people like 95% of the time there's a path forward. And I say that because the truth is I'm allowing for some percentage of not being able to find a path that works for both of you since you did go into this as a monogamous relationship. But the actual truth of that matter is we've actually never had a client people that we've worked with where one person's polyamorous, one person's monogamous, that they haven't been able to find a path forward. So most of the time, almost always, if you choose that third option, you get the right guidance, the right help, there is a path forward. But this is the important piece. None of that works. There's no further progress. There's nowhere else to go until you've made that decision, have that commitment. And everybody likes to get stuck in the how of this. And they want to sit in the how. Like, How? How then do we change this? How is this possible? And that's obviously important. Like I said, you need the right help to do it. You need the right steps. But at the end of the day, here's what I can tell you. Like nothing else is possible. You can make it not one more step further without making that decision and that absolute commitment to what the situation sucks. Like neither of us want to be in this situation, but we are committed to doing absolutely everything that we can now to find a path forward to make this work. And really, you just have to, again, think about this simply. What is there to lose? What are the costs of letting this relationship go? What are the things that you love? What are the potential? If you stay together and you can work past this hump, what's great about you two together? What's amazing? What do you most love about this person? What does your family look like with a minute? What does your future, your life look like? Is that worth trying to make this work? And from there, you make your decision. But again, when you're in this spot, I just wanted to simplify this down because we do a lot of long stuff about polymono relationships. And I just wanted to simplify this down, which is that when you're in this space, you're a monogamous person, your partner comes to you, this is a polyamorous, there's three and only three options. Like I said, you break up, you stay together until something explodes or you intentionally choose and commit absolutely to trying to make this work and find a path forward. And when you do, that's almost always possible, but nothing else can happen without that commitment. And if you're in that spot where you are committed to doing that, but you need help actually doing it, reach out to us with a call. We'll talk you through it. Like we deal with people in this situation all the time. Like I said, like on a weekly basis, you can go to a touchflare.com forward slash talk. I can pop it up here for you, and we're happy to help you with it. But that decision comes before anything else. And I can tell you right now, when I talk to people who are in this spot, before I I give them any next steps, I do anything else, this is the question that I lay out for them if they haven't already decided. Because if you aren't making that decision, nothing else is possible. Okay? So with that, this this whole situation, your partner comes to you as polyamorous, it can be gotten through. Right. But again, it requires that decision and that commitment before you can do anything else. If you need help, reach out. Like I said, set up a call. We're happy to talk you through it. But the most important piece is making that decision and making it intentionally. We're here for y'all. Everybody have a good night, good day, whatever it is now. I don't know. I'm too hyped up and I'm losing track. Have a good day and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, where we're building relationships outside of the box. Got a question about kink, power exchange, or open relationships that you've been holding on to for years? This is the place to ask it. Submit your question at atouchofflavor.com slash ask, or leave us a voicemail at 833-ASK-TOF-1.
You are listening to the Touch of Flavor podcast, episode 121? Nope. Yes. We'll just keep it. We'll just keep the question. Yeah. 121. I can do it, I can do it again. Nope. Let's go with it. No. 